Welcome to the special episode of CareCast, recorded live at CareNet's 2021 National Conference in San Antonio, Texas. In this episode, you'll hear Roland Warren, CareNet's president and CEO, interview one of the conference's keynote speakers, Dr. Sarah Sumner. Sarah is the first woman theologian in U.S. history to become dean of a conservative evangelical seminary, A.W. Tozer Theological Seminary. As president of Right on Mission, founded in 2015, Sarah seeks to redefine Christian higher education. She spoke to the conference attendees about courageous leadership and why it's so important when serving women and men at risk for abortion. Let's listen in on Roland and Dr. Sumner's chat. Sarah, thanks so much for coming to uh, CareNet's conference. It's been an amazing time here. We're delighted for you to kind of lead off as the keynote speaker, other than me, of course, but, <laughs> but you're the first one outside of CareNet's uh, initial staff or whatever that that's uh, spoken. So uh, we were just delighted to hear you. So what I want you to do is just talk a little bit about um, maybe a little bit your background, your connection to uh, the Pregnancy Center movement and uh, and why this is such a hard issue for you, you. And then we could talk a little bit about uh, what you said to our attendees. Yeah, great. Well, thank you, Roland. I am very happy to be here. And I feel privileged to be with all this listening audience because the people that are attracted to this movement are, they're like firefighters. Yeah. So much of it is volunteer work. And I'm, I mean, so that's part of my heart for CareNet is I'm so inspired and humbled and encouraged and heartened by all the work and the, you know, this, the sacrificial, personal, heartfelt work mm-hmm. uh, to CareNet. So I was born and raised in Texas, 23 years. Okay. Then I went to Chicago and That's, ended up with went the to Baylor, right? You got to get. Yeah, that yeah. <laughs> I went to Baylor. I'm a Baylor grad under <laughs> in Texas. Good. Okay. Right, right. But anyway, I ended up going to Wheaton College for a master's degree and and the doctoral work at Trinity. Okay. And ended up on church staff at a big, well-known church in that area. And then I um, was a professor in Southern California at Azusa Pacific University for over a decade, you know, and did a lot of stuff there, met a lot of people there. That was that was good and wrote wrote my books pretty much when I was a professor. Then I moved to be a, a dean of a seminary in in Redding, California. And the first thing I did, literally, hmm. to decide, okay, is God leading us to Redding? Is I went, I wonder if there's a care net there. Because I don't want to live where there's not a care net. Because by <laughs> Azusa, there wasn't a care net. There wasn't wow. even a pregnancy center within an hour that I knew of, of a huge university of 10,000 people. Okay. I thought, okay. So when I moved to, to, um, to Redding, I already knew where the care net was. It's on Cypress Street. I okay. knew right where it was. And I'm, I'm going to get involved at at that care net. And I have for a long time known about care net because my professor at Trinity was H.O.J. Brown, Harold Brown. Harold O.J. Brown. I know I was blown away when you told me that. Yeah. And he helped found care net at the <laughs> very beginning. Yes. Then when I was at Azusa, I worked with Robert Harvey, who okay. was the president for some time. Yes, that's right. And he, you know, and I'm like, so my life has kind of providentially been guided toward CareNet. It was on my radar so heavily. And I love babies. I mean, even when I was five years old, I just love to hold babies. I still, I adore everybody's baby. I don't <laughs> okay. care who it is. I love all the babies in the world. Gotcha. And I have so much energy for them. And just the thought of any of them being harmed. Mm. And then just, you know, I've worked with college students a lot and the scared, the parents being afraid. And, you know, it's, they can be so misunderstood of like, and not to say that I would be the one to understand them, but just I resonate with the people who have a heart to step in on something like this. And, you know, I never have been pregnant. I don't have my own children. But, um, you know, I'm not I I wasn't sexually pure before I got married. Mm. And it's um, 
you know, I say that now with tears in my eyes because I used to not like to admit mm-hmm. that and nobody right. ever asked me, right. you know, and I was like the role model and all of this, you know, and I wasn't that person, mm-hmm. but I want to support whoever right. is that person. And, you know, I mean, hardly, I really don't know anybody really who's that sexually pure. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. You know what I mean? It seems yeah. like the whole church would want to help. Yeah, yeah. So, no, it definitely, you know, it's an issue that, you know, the issue that we work with is, is an issue that affects so many people and um, and gets so many people uh, con- connected in. And, you know, it's, it's interesting when you, you know, when you and I first met and you kind of came up to me and we kind of met at the at, Pinnacle uh, Forum. Pinnacle Forum, that that's right. And yeah. I just, you had just finished speaking and yeah. it was a God thing that we, yeah. were, we were destined to, we were destined yeah. to meet. You came to introduce yourself. I go, you don't have to introduce yourself. I know who you are. That's you know, right. I figured right. you were one of the speakers. And I'm like, you're the president of CareNet National. I know exactly who you are. Well, you know what you were, you knew you were talking about what you do, you know, as, as president on right, of Right on Mission. Yeah. And I was like, wow, you know, what yeah. you're doing is the kind of thing that um, our uh, executive directors and our centers need, this, this focus that you have on helping people with mission statements, vision statements. Why don't you talk a little bit about, about that in terms yeah. of what that what, what your heart's work is there and what you do there. Yeah, well, as you just said, it's called Right on Mission, and it's okay. R-I-G-H-T-O-N-M-I-S-S-I-O-N dot org. So it's like not being off mission, but being on mission, like right on mission. Right. So you can come and, you know, people think of getting a mission statement for your organization, and we write mission statements for organizations too, you know, because a lot of them yeah. are like committee written. Sure. They're, they're not very memorable they don't have pizzazz kind of more of a decoration but when you have a really pithy memorable mission statement it can galvanize a group of people and then how much even a person because we are we're so scattered and like do i do this do i do that and people are kind of you know undefined and it's helpful to have clarity so that despite your job you still have the same mission whether you're married or unmarried or retired or still working or whatever Mm -hmm. and so um when I was a professor, one of those years, um, early on, my students were all kind of lost. It sound, it's, they just, I could just tell, and I said, do you want me to write your mission statement? I wrote a mission statement for each of my students. Wow. And I just took a mental, mental note of going, oh, I guess I have the very quirky, unusual gift of writing mission statements. Wow. And so I just kind of took a mental note, not knowing I was going to start a whole ministry on that basis, like 20 years later. Hmm. But, um, you know, Rhino Mission is an online seminary. It's lots of things, but at the base of it all is, it's, so it's basically mission statement-based theological services. Gotcha. Wow, that's incredible. Now, how long have you been doing that? Since 2015. Wow. But we really started in 2014, right, trying to get it all launched and all that. It came out in June 2013 and 2014. Um, you know, the Lexus on the olive tree, Tom Friedman, okay. like the world is flat, Tom Friedman, New yep. York Times, Tom Friedman. He hosted kind of a elite group of people at this Silicon Valley conference called The Next New World. And it was all about the nexus between globalization, technology, and okay. higher education. Gotcha. And by God's providence, I got into that thing and early. And then they invited me again the next year just because I was on the roster the first year. Wow. I wasn't speaking. I was just an intender, but I learned so much about where higher education was going from there. You know, this was like the, all these techie people, top people, like the link president of LinkedIn and people like that were there. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it was like MIT was like the head of robotics, idiot McAfee, head of science research, MIT. It was like Stanford. It was, it was very 
uh, highly, highly intellectual. And now here I am. I thought I was the only Christian there. And like I said, I'm just a little fly on the wall, but I couldn't take notes fast enough. And I had been surrounded wow. by a professor saying, Sarah, start a school. And I'm like, I can't start a school. I, I'm, a, I'm a Wheaton snob. I would never go to my school, <laughs> you know? Right. And they're like, no, no. And so when I heard all that stuff that Tom Friedman and them were saying, like going, Andy McAfee going, bring it on. Come on, bring it on. We need, we need upstart people because higher education is in trouble because it has a wrong business model. So really, Right on Mission is a new business model for higher education wow. that includes consulting and strategic futuring and, you know, the mission statements and the um, and the higher learning as well. And then speaking, which is what I'm doing right here. Pretty amazing. And, so, and your theological degree and training is like helping you in terms of oh, all totally. the work doing I, there. Yeah. I, I went to, you know, I'm kind of a look at, all, look at the whole mosaic and like how does everything fit with everything kind of person, which is what drove me to get a PhD in systematic theology. Mm-hmm. But then all the training was necessary. I don't I don't think I could do. I mean, I'm sure I couldn't do mm. what I do without that theological training because every mission statement is so theologically rich and rooted and you know, right. you you kind of have to know a lot. So we got two other mission statement writers who have been working with it, but they both have PhDs and I meet with them wow. regularly and try to it's like I play by ear, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to unpack, like, how did I do that, you know, and try to help them gotcha. do it. No, it, it, it's, it's just amazing. It, you know, I'm kind of fond of saying if you don't know where you're going, you'll get there every time. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Exactly. You, you know, and so you seeing people and helping them, you know, basically understand and really kind of think through what God's the plan is for them and the purpose for their life and then helping them put that onto paper is just a powerful resource. So how can people connect to that part of your service if they if they want to do that because i hopefully you, folks listening will yeah, want to connect you. in as well because it's, yeah, it's not just it's for anyone who wants oh to, anybody and i do most yeah. of them on zoom online and i actually like doing it because it's so focused you know and it's nice with the men and women because then you know yeah they're they're where they are and i'm where i am you know yeah, yeah. so i've done a lot of them for men as well as women but anyway you just go to writeonmission.org okay. and then you go to the identity branding and then you'll see the mission statement, vision statement, why statement. And, you know, I have a little mantra, and it's very simple, and it's this. Beavers chew on trees, okay? And so yeah. we basically find out, oh, are you a beaver? Oh, are you this? But here's the difference. is that A lot of times when you find out, you find out you're a type. Like, oh, I'm a lion, you're a beaver, you're a, you know, yeah. a, a, a golden retriever. This is, you're the one and only. Yeah. And so we, we spend time really blessing you. Like, you got to have moral courage because no one else is going to do it yeah. in the way that you are and no one can do it in the way you are. And so people come in and it's almost like getting unveiled mm-hmm. and like debarnacled and yeah. then going, oh my gosh, you're a shimmering, shining, glorious person created in the image of God, right. gifted to do something, motivated to do something, yeah. capable of doing something that other people can't do in gotcha. the way that you do it. And the thing is, once you do your mission statement, you're more right. energized to do it and you, you don't wear out because you're right. In the, even when yeah. you're sinning, you still, hey, that beaver's still chewing on trees. Right, exactly. <laughs> maybe, maybe the wrong ones. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, wrong ones. right. So, so um, just in the time that we have left, so talk a little bit about what you, what you shared. I mean, I, you know, it was about perseverance and I took lots of notes and, and I know I watched other people doing it as well. And you kind of started with this kind of amazing story of, <laughs> Oh, but I didn't struck light by oh, yeah, lightning yes, on my plane. Yes. I know but that I was crazy. It was just so well done. And, um, and so insightful in terms of understanding, um, that we have this certain 
um, need to know that we can press on and that we can do that. That you're and built so, for turbulence. That we're that we're built for turbulence. And I just thought that was I, I was like, preach it, girl, preach it. <laughs> as you were saying that. So talk a little bit about what you what you shared with uh, with our folks. Yeah. Well, you know what? This goes back to my own statements, right? So yeah. my my own personal mission statement is to build integrity in the church. Hmm. So I want everybody to be together, and and then and part of our integrity is that we don't quit, and we just gut it out and suffer. And here's the thing: God gives visitations. He does help. It's just amazing how he, how he, it's like, I meant to say in the talk in Psalm 34, okay. verse 19, where David says, you know, he's been through all these, many other afflictions of the righteous person, mm-hmm. but the Lord God delivers him from them all. Right. And so, um, you know, this perseverance is, you don't, it, you don't know how God is going to deliver you mm-hmm. unless you hang in there. And yeah. a lot of people quit right before it breaks. So mm-hmm. my own personal vision statement is to see people bet on God. Gotcha. You know? And I mean, so I, I bet on God. I got to go first, right? Right. And so you should see all the, you know, like scars and the, you know, different things I've done um, betting on God. But... I vote bet on God. If you don't bet on God, you're going to regret it. If you do bet on God, you're going to be so glad, but it's going to take perseverance, we'll right? Yeah. And I'll just tell you my why statement. So my own personal why statement is I believe God surprises us with yet another jackpot hmm. every time we truly trust in him. Hmm. Yeah, and, and, you know, certainly with the work that we do, um, both for the center directors and the staff and, and folks who, who um are meeting with clients, there's this need for perseverance. And then also, you're trying to help the client have that same perspective because they're facing an unplanned pregnancy. This was, they had hopes and dreams for their life that didn't include a child at this time and in this way. And, you know, and, and certainly if there's anything that's sort of anti-perseverance, it really is abortion, right? Because it's basically saying, no, that you can't Absolutely. remain under. I think you kind of gave the Greek word for that. Hupamone. Hupamone, right. And, and to remain under. And that, that that perspective is really, really what we're trying to encourage clients to do. That, yeah. you know, to your point, you know, to basically trust in God, bet on God, you know, that kind of thing and, and put your, your, your trust in him. And and you're you're talking about the perseverance that leads to that hope, which Absolutely. is what we want to do. Because that's part of our actually part of our sort of tagline, compassion, hope and help. Is the, is the things that we talk about in our context. Yeah, compassion, hope, and help. And the thing is, you know, like, c- hope leads to perseverance, and perseverance leads to hope. And so mm. one of the things I had said is, like, perseverance is like the extension cord of hope. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They, it all goes together. It's very cogent in Scripture at a theological level where the more you see, which is also why we do higher learning, because we want people to understand their own mission statement because they're very theologically loaded. And people have come to in like crying, going, oh, I'm not going to have one. I'm going to mess up. I'm like, you know what? You can't mess up. All you do is talk to me. I'm the one who can mess up. Will you be patient with me? Okay. And I go, oh, I'll be patient with you. I was worried about me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, I mean, God, you, you think about it. If you're made in the image of God, you're in, you've got DNA encoded in you. There's, and now it's marred when you're not a Christian. And then when you become a Christian, you know, you're being conformed to the image of Christ. And that is God putting you back together with your new self. Mm-hmm. And then you, I wish we could all recognize each other with our new self, but you got to put your new self on, right? Ephesians right, 4. Right, right, right. You got to put it on. And so, I mean, there's so much we could say about that as well. But your mission statement helps you put your new self on. Amen. Amen. 
Well, this has been fantastic to have you here. I'm so glad that we met. Oh, thank <laughs> and, you. And that we're connected. And I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm confident that um, uh, that our attendees really enjoyed what you said. And I'm, and I'm confident also they're going to connect into you because certainly if there's a group that needs again perseverance. Um, yes. it, it's it's our group and if, if there's a group that needs to be on mission right. uh, it's our group so tell folks again how they can find your ministry yes you can go to writeonmission.org and if there's anybody who's a friend a partner you know if you're somehow you're giving financially this would be a great thing you could do for your staff yeah. is get people that go, go through strategic futuring and you know when you when you have a vision you can get through a lot, right? The scriptures say without vision, people perish. Right. With a vision, it's amazing what people can do. They hold on and persevere and stay on mission. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much again. Thank you. For joining us. And it's been a blessing to spend time with you. Thank you, Roland. All right. We hope you enjoyed this episode of CareCast. For more Pro Abundant Life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. There you can subscribe to the Abundant Life blog, giving you access to videos, ebooks, podcasts, and other resources to help turn your pro-life passion into pro-abundant life action. Until next time, we pray that God blesses you and yours daily.